ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Dallas, Texas, it's the Yankee Cowboy Podcast with your host, Tim Wilkins, where he talks all things pro wrestling and sports. Let's go. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. Today, I'm also joined again by the co-host of co-hosts. Chris, joining me. We're going to preview the championship four live in Phoenix Raceway uh, for the Xfinity Series and for the Cup Series. Uh, It's going to be a great weekend, Chris. I think this past weekend at Martinsville was definitely short track racing, as the meme would say on Twitter with Denny Hamlin. We saw some great racing. We also saw some not short great racing that uh, I hope some young people would not ever do again. But, um, man, it's going to be a great weekend. And I uh, I hope you, uh, you know, have a decent uh, viewing pleasure watching this race. I'll be at work, unfortunately. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't also can't forget uh, Sunday, one of the probably now, if not one of the most iconic moments in uh in NASCAR history, that's been viewed tens of millions of times online around the world. Which 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 segment would you talk about? Would it be the, uh, awesome Ty Gibbs dumping his own teammate? Or uh, or you said Sunday, so I take that back. Uh, it was Sunday, not Saturday. That would be the wall ride for the ages. And uh, could do. That is that is by far which, as a iRacer, even I have not tried to wall ride of that magnitude before. But that was some next level video game stuff. Absolutely. Not to mention. And I think I think even you have probably have tried at home, and still have not done as well as the great Melon Man himself, Ross Chastain, rode that wall real well and got himself. Into the playoff pool. The guy who definitely wanted more than anyone else was definitely Ross Chastain. But I think let's uh, <clears throat> let's let's start uh, start on Saturday. Work work our way towards Sunday. What do you think about that? Yeah, man. I, I think Saturday was definitely the uh, the good way to start it. Cause I mean, if you want to talk about a dumpster fire of a weekend, if you were getting out of bar that night, getting hammered, watching the Astros spank the Phillies and watch that sorry Anderson Silva, Jake Paul fight, or Logan Paul, one of the Paul brothers fight. Instead, your daytime entertainment going into the nighttime was watching the Xfinity Series race, which saw the conclusion of one of the most selfish, arrogant, I'm sorry kids of a generation. I'm gonna play devil's advocate in this in this conversation. Well, you you can you can be devil's advocate all you want, Chris, but I'll tell you right now, if that were you doing that to me, I would have duffed you in the mouth when I got out of that race car. <laughs> Just saying, that man in the 19 car, Brandon Jones has a hell of a lot better manners, I would say, and I would say a good head on his shoulders, because I would tell you a lesser person would have got out of that car. And done it like old school, short track racing, and punched that guy right in the mouth. 
and Todd Gibbs will deserve it more times than Sunday. I get it. I get it. If you watch that clip back, what really surprised me, Chris, and I mean this sincerely, if you watch that segment back, uh, those last couple laps there, was how awesome Austin Creed drove through that. Because if you watch that back again, the clip, Austin Creed gets loose off of, I believe, going off of four. And he's basically there at Brandon Jones' door coming into that whole segment. He doesn't hit him, doesn't doesn't punt him. And that's when Gibbs gets the run and ta- it goes into – obviously Creed gets loose again because Creed probably used up his tires. That's what happens. Guys get used up their tires the last couple laps of the race. Things happen. But Gibbs goes into the corner and literally, I mean – did he forget where the brake pedal was? He drove it in too deep. What exactly happened? Chris, I'll leave it up to so, you, man. If it was Ty Gibb, if I was Brandon Jones, I would have got out of that car and punched somebody in the mouth. Just so here so here will be my uh here will be my Mark Levin sonnet here for the next uh two minutes, give or take. Cut me off whenever. So let's look at it from this perspective. So you know, there was multiple green white checkered restarts in there. The uh the nineteen obviously 19 was in a uh, must-win situation. He was not able to get in on points to make it to the final four. 54 was was in on points. Obviously, their teammates at, at Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, Brandon Jones is leaving Joe Gibbs Racing to join Junior Motorsports in 2023 and taking his sponsor with him as well. So there, there's definitely some 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 inner inner workings to what is going on. Not to mention, from a, from a competition standpoint, Brandon Jones has actually been pretty good at Phoenix. He's got a couple wins there uh, in the Xfinity Series. So, so you go back and look at a couple of those restarts. Brandon Jones got in the back of the 54, um, and then it was re- then it was reciprocated. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think they did it multiple times to each other. Now, I will say that the acumen of the 54 to dump his own teammate. Um, and as, as the uh, announcer said, hit him so hard that it wrinkled the hood, was probably not the best look for, uh, for him and for the organization itself. And, and you know, you being, you being a, uh, a wrestling guy, I look at it from this perspective. NASCAR, NASCAR is a sport that is built on personality. You know, the cars are really a lot, mostly all the same, aside from the stickers and some and or aside from the stickers. It's really the personality. And we need, you know, over the years, whether it was Jeff Gordon or Kyle Bush or Dale Earnhardt, Daryl Waltrip, there were guys that always kind of wore that proverbial black hat. Um, or, or if you want to look at progressive terms, he wore the heel, uh, wore the heel uh, you know, the heel acumen. And the way I saw it on Saturday, and he's already been booed before at races. He's had his issues. But the way I saw it, that almost felt like, and I'm not equating the two together as being apples to apples, but that almost felt like Hulk Hogan when he uh, when he joined the NWO uh, in 1996, where it you know he went from being a babyface to a heel. Not saying Ty Gibbs is a babyface by any means. I I, I can't I can't agree more, man. But at the same time, and I I I, I, I just can't stress this enough. That's a different level of talent. Okay, listen, there, I don't think there's ever a doubt, Chris, that Ty Gibbs has the talent. 
I just think that this isn't the first time that he has done such a thing to some other driver. He has the Ross Chastain effect. I would use that example from earlier Absolutely. this year. And, and really, that is probably the best analogy to use is he has the Ross Chastain of the Xfinity level when it comes to what he has done. He is pissed off more than just one driver, unlike Ross Chastain, who's been pissing off just Danny, Danny, Danny Hamlin for the most part. But it's at this case, he's he, Ty Gibbs has tore up some good race cars racing for elite. Listen, I don't hold him back for being a great race car driver. I hold him back for the fact that his interviews after the fact, he is probably the most self-individual or I would say I would say this now. He's the most individual that is not self-aware by any means of the imagination. He can himself. He he. Uh, Brandon Jones got out of that car, and the first thing he did, I think you saw the clips on this. He hugged a significant other, and every single guy in the JRM garage patted him on the shoulder. And then Noah Gregson, love that man. He is a national treasure. Uh, said, "Go whoop his ass, dude." And his even Noah Gregson's interview was that he made the. I don't know if it was technical. Ty Gibbs racing. I will will have to say, I hope that was not intentional. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But I think it was to a certain degree because you can't tell me that some of these guys, they all have the same viewpoint as Ty Gibbs. A lot of these guys that race against him know what they're getting themselves into. You get up. I also was Brandon Jones' car out of whack going into that last corner? Uh, You know. Who knows? I know that Austin Creed was loose as a he was definitely loose coming off the corner. I don't know if he was thunderfooting it or what, but he was definitely correcting coming off a of four a lot in that last couple segments there. One thing, man, I, I'll just say is I would not want to be the fifty four car going into Phoenix. Can't agree more. Because as a wrestling analogy that you used earlier with being a heel. The best part about being a heel is that the baby face always gets his, the heel always gets their comeuppance. That is always the wrestling analogy that everybody loves about wrestling. Is all the heels are hated the most, but they always get their comeuppance. And the weird thing about it is Brandon Jones is a really good race car. Uh, he's driven really well at Phoenix in, historically. So you're right about that as well. And I think uh, if he can do anything he can, he's going to prevent that 54 car from the championship. I know he's Absolutely. going to JRM equipment, which obviously three of the four guys in the Xfinity Series level are GRM guys. Obviously, Noah Gregson's moving on uh, next year. Uh, Josh Berry is my pool for the win this year for the championship. I, I really do hope Josh Berry gets it. He's, in my opinion, couldn't have happened to a better kid, better guy, I would say, not a kid because he's – you know, but all guy is always going to be there. He's like, uh, but I think Ty Gibbs, even for his run at the cup level, I know he came on strong in this new car, but I'm telling you right now, he tries doing that stuff that he has pulled this past weekend at the cup level and some grown ass men will be whooping his ass when he hits the pit road. Absolutely. And, and I, and I mean that, I think you've seen it on pit road and many times and 
but the way guys handle things is different on the cup level and the Xfinity level. Yep. Grown-ass men will get out that car the cup level, give you about five minutes to take your helmet off before they duff you in the mouth because they know it's coming. Also, there was a clip that ran online, and I think you've probably seen it as well, of Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon door banging at Martinsville. I mean, it was like, I think it was 2006, I think it was. 2007, maybe. 2007, yeah. yeah. And, and let me tell you something. That's what short track racing should be. Okay? I don't mind that. I have a huge problem with just the blatant. I, okay, if Josh Gibbs, uh, I'll tell you this right now. If Ty Gibbs got out that car and said, I blew the corner. Right? I just got out of the car. I'm sorry. Shit, I missed my break point. I blew it. Punched at my teammate. I am so sorry. And got out the car and just was apologetic as shit. Because maybe he did. Maybe he just missed his breaking point. Just drove it in. You know, just missed it. Said, fuck it. Excuse my language. But, you know, shit happens. But, <laughs> you know. Uh, I, you know, I, I hope that. I, I said, you can't tell me, guy. In this sport. Of anybody in this world, you can't tell he's a PR person getting out the car with Ty Gibbs that the PR person is not telling Ty to play sympathetic. I'm baffled. I think there are times where it's so blatantly obvious. Now, I, I honestly, I are honestly, are you going to pull William Byron on our case here on this one? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't believe he wants to wreck his teammate by any means. I think. I think he went for the old-fashioned. I didn't mean to wreck him. I meant to rattle his cage. And rattling his cage was a little too much there. So, but no, without a doubt, it, you know. And obviously, we want to move on to the Cup Series. But I think, I think, uh, I think his he made his road to a championship very, very difficult this weekend. And I, I certainly believe that from a from a standpoint of there's definitely some sentimental favorites. You know, whether it be Josh Berry being kind of the the wily, uh, the guy who you know had from kind of pulled himself up from his bootstraps, and um, you know through from basically a basically a short track guy who now has made it made it to the big time, you know, in, in, in the Xfinity series, and then Noah Gregson, who you know really has got a nice little fan base of people who's going for an Xfinity title and has been so close, and obviously moving to the Cup series, and then you have Justin Allgaier, who's kind of the the wily veteran of the series, probably, you know, this will probably be his home here for the next few years. Um, it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting race on Saturday, no doubt about it. I, I think, man, to close it out with the Xfinity guys, I, I don't have any hatred towards Gibbs as a person. I just think that his style, his arrogance, is what kind of just turned me off to his level of quality of talent. Is when he got out of the car... And I get it. He did the heel thing that Kyle Busch does. Boo me and take a bow. But let me remind everybody. In the, he did a serious XM interview. And he basically compared himself to Jesus. That was a little too much. Wasn't it? And, 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 I, and I didn't want to bring this out in closing with this. But Grandpa Gibbs has to kind of wheel this kid in a little bit. And, See, the good thing, I, 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 Grandpa Gibbs has got to come out to woodwork here and say, dude, you got all the talent in the world, but you ain't Jesus, all right? And uh, just get behind the wheel of that race car and go winning your championship if you want one. But 
I think JRM, I think Junior is pulling a really strong program. I, I'm going to close with this, is that Junior Motorsports as a whole has had a strong, strong year. And I'm looking forward to that in the future. I, I can't say this more than any other race fan. I wish that man was cup driving. And I, I, I really do. I wish he was cup driving. But at the same time, he's talked about on his podcast, there's a lot of elements that there's a lot of really moving jigsaw puzzle parts to that. And it's going to take some time uh, in which I think him and his team, his leadership team are going to work on that. But I think, I, listen, if Gregson gets it, Chris, I think it's going to be great. Um, if, if Barry gets it, Allgaier gets it, any one of those four guys get it or three guys get it. It's going to be great. But uh, going forward, I, I think, like I said, Gibbs is a marked man. And not just by those three other guys, by a lot of talent on the Xfinity level. And when he gets to cup racing, which he's due to do, he will also be a marked man. His career is going to see a drastic change. I don't care what car he gets into. He's not going to be the same race car driver going forward. I sincerely hope not. Now, with the championship four and the cup series, I'll transition over to those guys. Because that's where the, the boys become men in the racing world uh, is we see the great four, which I was a little disappointed in the result of said weekend. I think you might've been kind of on the fence of what happened, but I was hoping that we would see somebody from the, I, I'm sorry. I no disrespect to Christopher Bell. No disrespect. But, you know, sorry, bud. Well, oh, you gotta get you want to gotta... race, I, I get it. I, I get it. But there is gotta get... some better talent there. You got to give Christopher Bell credit, the fact that essentially he had two walk-off homers in his playoffs. I mean, he won. And, he I, won and I wish, I wish the some of the Pens- I, I, I'll say it candidly. I wish some of the Penske guys were uh, had the same home runs. But sometimes strategy, sometimes things just play out the way the racing guys want them to play out. And, uh... You know, it's another great year, though. Denny Hamlin's not competing for a championship. So, you know, it's a good time. It's a good year. Um, I think, though, the move that we need to both talk about is the Melon Man basically just – I, I think I think we talked about it. I mean, he got himself into that championship for by basically outsmarting the entire field. You can't tell me that these guys are talking about this prior to getting in the race car. That man must have thought of this while he's sitting there going, hmm, how do we do this? Because he literally, I don't know about if you saw the, 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 I'm pretty sure you saw the clips of this, but the race can't, the race footage, he was way back there, dude. Like, he was, like, at least half a racetrack back. Like, when he went he, to turn four, the leaders were going into one almost, or coming to the start finish. So it's he, like. His last lap, his last lap was what was a tenth of a second faster than Jamie McMurray who actually happened to drive a car as well. Jamie McMurray's uh, uh, track record back in 2014, he beat his last lap was two seconds faster than race leader than race winner Christopher Bell. So essentially from what from what what I've heard and what I've read is that he pulled fifth gear because they're you know now they've been shifting. He pulled fifth gear, took his hand off the steering wheel, and just kept it flat through turns three and four and skimmed the wall. 
and past uh, a bunch of cars. I've I've been told that that video has tens of thousands is on board in particular is on board camera has tens of thousands of views and views tens of millions of views. Sorry, and even people like Fernando Alonso, for, you know, multi-time Formula One world champion, and other folks have commented on. So in terms of eyeballs on NASCAR, it has been a rousing success. But personally, I'm a little I, I, mixed. I will say it. this, dude. That is that is right. You're right about that. The tens of millions of views. I also, the audio, the audio with said driver footage together, to hear him say what he says, does what he does, and it's just, I, I can't give him any more credit than where credit's due. It's a hell of a way to do it. And I think every driver that was in the race on their radios have also voiced it, including uh, the, number, the driver of the number 22 car, Joey Logano, he he even got out of the car on his post-race interview, was kind of smiling. Like, he, he he tipped a cap to the man, tipped a cap, and said, hell of a job. And uh, a lot of the guys, like, you know, guys on the, straw, the short end of the straw on that, Kyle Larson, uh, Denny Hamlin, some of these guys were not impressed. But, you know, I think... Rick Rick Hendrick had an interview this past couple of days, and he was, you know, he said that was a cool thing until you knocked out the guy leading the owners' championship. You know, <laughs> some of these guys thought it was cool until they saw the ramifications of it. Which, um, going into the championship four, so for all intents and purposes, we have Joey Logano, uh, the only Ford in the in the in the championship four, driver of the number twenty-two Penske Ford Mustang, and going against the. Uh, Number obviously going against the only Toyota, Christopher Bell, who's like Christopher said here, he's he's knocked out two out of the park home runs to get in this thing, and you got Ross Chastain, the watermelon man, and the the inventor of the wall ride for the next generation to come, and uh, the Hendrick number nine, Hendrick Motorsports Chevrolet. Now, I'm gonna ask you, Chris, who do you see winning uh, this thing? Well, I think if you look at it from, I think you can look, you can go to each individual driver and look at strengths. So I think I'll start with, uh, with Logano. Obviously, with them winning uh, at Vegas, they've had, they've had the longest time to work on their car. So basically, they've had the last couple of weeks, being that they already locked in, if they could, while obviously racing, can put their focus strictly on the, uh, the car for Phoenix. So I think from that preparation standpoint, I think that that definitely has helped them that they can put all that time and effort into focusing on Phoenix. And the last time, as you recall, when Joey won the championship in uh, when Joey won the championship in 2018, um, they won the first of the uh, championship four or the round of eight races that locked them into the championship. And they also did it in 2020. So they they've done in the past where they've had multiple weeks to uh, to work on their car. Uh, Chase Elliott, obviously, you know, uh, winner of the uh, regular season championship this year, uh, multi-time winner, going for his his second cup title. So you have both Logano and Elliott, who could be two-time cup champion. Um, they've just been fast every week. They brought really fast race cars, and uh, I, uh, you know, Chase obviously won this race in 2020 when he won the when he won his first cup title. So. You know, the nine car is always going to be fast, especially on a, on a short track or short track style facility. You look at uh, Christopher Bell, as we, as we talked about, um, 
you know, multi, multi-time winner this season, two, two consecutive, uh, you know, round of eight and, and also uh, make it to the final four there, uh, walk-off wins. You know, only Toyota to make to make the uh, to make the final four. I think, uh, and you know, he's been he's won there in Xfinity car and he's been fast there uh, in a Cup car. So I think really anything can happen. He's got uh, Adam Stevens, who was Kyle Busch's crew chief when he won uh, the Cup championships in 2015 and 2019. And then I think everyone's kind of sentimental, long not would say long shot favorite, but the. Uh, I think kind of the uh, the people's choice, if they could say, next to Chase Elliott, is probably Ross Chastain. Um, you know, second year, second year for, for Trackhouse racing, his first year driving for Trackhouse, even though this was really kind of the skeleton of what was the old Ganassi NASCAR program. Many of the it's about that entire team is all old Ganassi guys, including his uh, crew, crew chief Phil Surgeon. So I think it's uh, I think it's going to be a very very interesting. Uh, race on on Sunday, and also got factored one last thing too. Uh, Kyle Larson is even though he's not racing for the drivers' championship, he's still eligible for an owners' championship. So, um, you know, Hendrick could conceivably win. Uh, could conceivably, if, if if Larson were to 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 win the race, could actually win. Uh, could win the owners' title, and then if the nine were to win, they could win the owners and the drivers' title with two different cars. So. That's something uh, interesting also to factor in as well, the fact that Kyle Larson is locked in for an owner's championship. Yeah, speaking about the owner's championship, just to give everyone the heads up here, going into the championship for it's Larson, uh, Logano, uh, obviously Christopher Bell, and Trackhouse, number one car for the top four there. Um, Chase did not make the owner's championship for so that's why he, he's not eligible for the owner's championship, but he's obviously eligible for the drivers. I think Penske here, not saying it's it's been a consistent year. If you look at Penske as a whole, it's been a consistent year okay, for the 22 car. 10 top 5, 16 top 10, only 4 DNFs, 3 total wins. The 12 car has 11 top 5s, 16, same number as top 10s. One less DNF then Joey Logano, but had zero wins. Obviously, Austin Cendrick wins one race this year, has five top fives, nine top tens, four DNFs. So, on a consistency but, as an organization. But, well, but, what, but he did win Rookie of the Year. He is Rookie he did, of the Year. He is Rookie of the Year eligible. And he is not, the title has not been awarded yet. I'm pretty sure it's a foregone conclusion. But it... Really, that, in my personal view, as an organizational standpoint, is pretty strong. I mean, if Blaney, and I, I don't want to talk about drivers outside the championship for, but as an organization, it needs to be mentioned that Penske did have a sh- extremely strong showing compared to, to all the other Ford organizations and, and also even some of the Chevys. Rick, obviously, we all know Hendrick Motorsports is going to be a, just like the, the Mount Rushmore of owners when it comes to this business, but... Chase is Chase, Byron is Byron, Larson is Larson. Now, for him to only have one driver in the championship four is kind of startling. But that's why they they race the races, and that's why they do what they do. Trackhouse racing is the mention that I need to talk about here, because obviously you mentioned earlier that they had the skeleton of Chip Canassi. And it's true, but 
Trackhouse definitely has come on strong here this year. And I'm not sure if it's driver acumen, new equipment, something. But it worked. I, I mean, Chris the, Rebell, uh, if you if you take away Chris Rebell's two home run dingers, he's he's a consistent top he's had twelve top fives, nineteen top tens. Chris Rebell was there. He hit two last wins in the last eight weeks. And that's what gets him where he's at. So any of this could have drastically changed in my opinion, but I think overall Logano has the edge in my opinion here. Um, just he's been here before, and as a veteran, he's not gonna. They're not gonna rattle him. He's gonna do his thing. He's gonna race his race. But if you doubt for one second if he's not gonna dump somebody for a championship, he'll do what he needs to do to win. Same thing with a lot of these guys. I don't expect anything different. But as an organization, I think the backing is obviously Penske has information that I, I believe from their performances in the past at Phoenix, which you talked about earlier about their car being ready. Um, I think that puts them in, at a serious edge. Um, obviously Hendrick's going to bring something strong because Chase, you know, obviously won the championship here a couple years ago, but I think it's in it, the only way that, and I, I think Chris, you can probably agree or disagree with me on this. The only way that those other two drivers, between the 20 and the one car, win this championship is if something bad happens to the other two. Like a flat tire, lap down, wreck, something stupid happens. Because those two guys, the 22 and the nine car, are strong at Phoenix. There's there's no question. I think it'll be, uh, I think it's definitely going to be fascinating, no doubt about it. Um, but yeah, 300, 500 kilometers worth of racing on uh, on Sunday to figure it out. And definitely, uh, definitely, we'll see where uh, where everything stacks uh, stacks in there. Is that billing to is that billing to be a, a sold out race? Do we know? Oh yeah, uh, racing sold out. Well, for, by the uh, way, you know who's also doing the champion? Big E, big old WWE wrestler, the Big E, who suffered a catastrophic neck injury. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. You can watch the spot on on the internet. Uh, lucky to be alive, uh, I would say. Um, but yeah, I think he's announcing or he's doing something with a championship for. Uh, they did a cross promotion work last night at at Raw, so um, it was pretty good. I, I would say, Chris, I think we have a heck of a season finale, and uh, I'm optimistic for Daytona in three months. Uh, I, I know you probably aren't, but uh, you know it'll it'll be another great you know a good season finale. Hey, do we know where the the, the awards are this year? Uh, they'll be in Nashville. Ah, yes. Oh, many hangovers. Yes. <laughs> but I uh, appreciate. It. I think this is a great great way to finish it off. But I, I think everybody should join in and watch this race this next sun this Sunday coming up on the big network, the Peacock. No, no, I'm kidding. It's on NBC. <laughs> Make sure it's on the Big Boy Network. Make sure you tune in, watch time. it. Uh, you watch it with Steve Letarte and all the Dale, Dale Jr. on the on the call, and hopefully we'll have a decent showing. Uh, I'm hoping. I'm optimistic, and uh, I know you are too, Chris. And hopefully we uh, have a good season finale. Absolutely. 
talk about maybe we'll talk about it next week and uh review oh absolutely that's gonna be a next week or two because that's gonna be a great ending for the for the sport so that's uh that's us signing off guys i appreciate the opportunity as always listening feel free to join us on social media talk about all the fun stupidity Thank you for listening to this episode of the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. Feel free to join us on social media to continue these great conversations and more.